This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Side Hustlers. I'm your host, Carla Marie from iHeartRadio. The whole point of this podcast is to talk to people who are following a passion outside of their day job. People who thought it would be a great idea to work extra for something that they really loved. And sometimes we talk to people who have left the corporate world and have taken that side hustle and turned it into a full-time job. Now, you can follow me at the Carla Marie on Instagram. You can listen to my day job, which is my morning show on iHeartRadio, the Carla Marie and Anthony show on 106.1 KISS FM in Seattle. You can hear all of that also on iHeartRadio. So, yeah, this podcast is my side hustle. But this week's guest is Rami. Rami is based here in Seattle, Washington, and he started his own sock company. And it's because he was out hiking and hated the way his socks felt. And he literally started an entire company because of that. And it's incredible. And everything he's doing is amazing. And he gives back and all that great stuff. But I want you to hear Rami's story. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get up your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Come on, ask about me. Yo, yo, it's the Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. So in studio with me today, I have Rami from 
from the ground up socks. Hello, Rami. Hey, Carly Marie. How you doing? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? Good. Okay. So before we get into your story and how this was your ultimate side hustle and all of that stuff, tell me what from the ground up socks is. Sure. From the ground up is a, we're just a team of outdoor loving Pacific Northwest people who created hiking socks that feature local mountain ranges on them, like Mount Rainier, the Cascade Range. And the biggest thing that we focus on is creating a high performance, functional and stylish sock that inspires adventure and protects the environment. Well, I'm holding a pair right now and I can tell you they are great quality socks. Like they're not, you. they're not that cheap feel, if that's the best way to describe <laughs> it. But no, they really are incredible. But how do you give back to the environment? Yeah. So uh, we built a partnership with Washington Trails Association. They're a local nonprofit here in Washington that protects and maintains our trails and public lands. So for every sale of our socks, we donate 5% of that purchase to help protect and preserve those trails. And you can go to ftgusocks.com. That's Correct. from the ground up socks. Absolutely. Just so everyone knows what I'm saying. So this was a side hustle for you, a very much a side hustle. Talk about what it was like when you had a full-time job and then why you decided to just start making socks. So I used to work as an account manager in partnerships for the women's professional soccer team here in Seattle. And at the same time, I had launched this hiking sock brand called From the Ground Up. And uh, things at work were pretty busy. You know, I'd spend like 40 plus hours a week, including weekends for game days, just working for the team and, you know, any and all of my weeknights working on the business. But... Like, why socks? So I grew up 45 minutes north of Seattle in a town called Lake Stevens, and I was a huge hiker and a skier. And I went on a hiking trip with my friends one day and uh, wore the wrong socks. Oh, the worst. The worst. And yeah. skiing. Like, I've done yeah. it skiing, and I'm like, my whole, I've got two days that are ruined because I hurt, my feet hurt so bad. Absolutely. You don't realize how, how sensitive your tootsies are. But <laughs> I ended up uh, getting a hole in my socks and just ravaged my feet with Ugh. blisters. When I got back, I did some research. I was looking up for some good hiking socks, found that merino wool was a really good yeah. uh, material that's used for it. Um, but every sock that I found was either too itchy or too hot or like just plain ugly. Yeah. It's, and there, yeah, there are a lot of ugly ones. When you find a good pair, it normally is that they're ugly. But yeah, the itchy thing. Why? I have no idea. <laughs> I think it has something to do with the wool, maybe the manufacturing. Okay. But yeah. So after after searching and, and being disappointed with my findings, yeah. um, I decided to just kind of create my own. How old were you when you decided that? I was 23 years old. So you are you have a full-time job at a mm -hmm. pretty awesome company. Totally. And you're like, mm, I'm going to start making socks. Yep. This thing that you have used probably every day for your entire life, there are plenty of them in the world, but you knew that you had a fix to the problem when it came to hiking, skiing, whatever it may be. So what was your first step? Nice pun, by the way. Oh, I didn't even look at me. <laughs> look at me. Improv is paying off and I don't even know it. <laughs> you figure out a lot of feet jokes when you're in the sock I'm business. I'm sure. So the first step was just doing some research online, trying to find uh, manufacturers here in the U.S. to uh, manufacture a sock for us. I finally found one in North Carolina. They're an awesome small family cool. business over there. Uh, and they create these high-performance merino wool and polypro socks. And polypro, for people who don't know that, is a synthetic fabric that's incredibly eco-friendly. It's nice. much better than the other uh, material out there like polyester, nylon, mm -hmm. rayon. And uh, additionally, it, it doesn't leach any toxic chemicals during production. It replicates the effects of merino wool. Okay. So it's moisture wicking, it's breathable, it's durable, it's uh, odor resistant, antimicrobial, antibacterial. I could go on and on, yeah. but I don't know, I would bore people. So. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I ended up getting a sample from them and just testing them out. I tested them out with some of the top outdoor sock brands out there and found that they held up just great. Wow. Yeah. 
And then you decided, all right, I'm going to do this, but I want to put my own spin on it, my own designs, that whole thing. Did you know how to design? Like, how did you even do that? Yeah, I'm not a big designer myself. I, I graduated from UW. I was a comm major with an entrepreneurship minor. Nice. But being an entrepreneur, I learned that for any of the weaknesses that I have, find those people to fill those gaps in. Very smart. So I have a friend of mine. He's a designer, top of his class from uh, University of Georgia. And he basically creates all of our designs for our socks, for any of our uh, merchandise that we're creating. So I basically just chatted with him and I was like, hey, I'm thinking about making these socks. Can you create some mountains on them? <laughs> and he's like, sure. <laughs> That's <laughs> he has amazing. no idea about socks, why I'm interested in it or anything. So he made those designs for me, sent them out to our uh, supplier down in North Carolina. And yeah, the rest was history. Do you still have your first sample that they made? <laughs> I do. You have to. Yeah. They better be in a, Gotta frame him. Oh, I'm gonna frame him for okay. sure. Yeah. Or still wear them. I mean, yeah, whatever. We'll whatever see. you want. <laughs> does he still do a lot of the designs for you? He does, yeah. So he is like part of the from the ground up team. Definitely. That's amazing. Yep. So how long were you working your full time job while launching your own company? I worked my full time job for about a year. Wow. While I was running this uh, business on the side here. I ended up going full time into the business in January of this year. And haven't looked back since. That's incredible. Yeah. But there was definitely chaos to get to that point. Oh, absolutely. So why did you leave your original full-time job? So I was working my full-time job, happy as a clam and partnerships, but things kind of just went belly up. We didn't make as much money as we hoped to. And uh, let that be a lesson to all of you. Go to the women's soccer games. They're amazing. They're so great. Okay. The I'll Seattle Sounders just won the MLS Cup. Yes. But the women's national team oh my God. has won back-to-back world championships. So what, what are you guys waiting for? By the way, fully support all of that. So I'm 100% behind that. But you're right. Yes. I mean, a lot of people will think like, oh, well, it's just, it's an organization or women aren't being paid enough because the teams aren't spending the money or whatever it is. And no, it's because people aren't going to the games. Exactly. And we get on this rant all the time on our morning show, and I'm not going to go into it on the podcast. But you, from someone from the back end of it, you're also saying the same thing. Absolutely. It went belly so, up. It went belly up. They didn't have enough money to keep me on, so they let me go. It's kind of crazy to me. Um, I'd never been fired from a job before. Yeah. You're 24 at that point? 24 at that yeah. point, yeah. I kind of like hit a low point in my life. I just kind of like started questioning my self-worth. I was like, what am I good at? I don't know anything. So it was in that All low... All the normal stuff that you go through when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> totally, yeah. Just the process, the grieving yeah. process. But in that low moment, I realized that all the work that I had put in, all that passion and that energy that I had put into working for the soccer team... Uh, I could just apply to my own business. That's incredible. So I decided to do that and the rest was history. It's so funny when you think about that. Like we put so much energy into our corporate, into our day jobs. But if you took that energy and put it into something you're truly passionate about, if you're not passionate about your day job and you put that energy there, what can you do in that world? And you're clearly you have proven it. You've got a full blown company at this point. You've got people who work for you. And I want to get into that in a second, mm -hmm. but you didn't go right into working from the ground up full time. You did a part time job. I did. Yeah. So I was very fortunate where my family's business, I could kind of fall back on that and work part time with them. Uh, so my family were, were a bunch of data traffic data collectors. Uh, so if you've ever seen those uh, black road tubes stretched across the street when you're driving. Oh. Um, yeah, we're in the business of setting those up. So what is that actually collecting? What data? <laughs> uh, just volume, speed, classification uh, of vehicles. But I can't get caught for speeding. No, definitely Okay, not. good to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good to know. Okay, so what did you do then? Yeah, so my job was a field technician. So I basically, my job was to go out, 
plan our route, set those road tubes up on the street, and yeah, just like pick them up when they had to be picked up, manage the team of other field techs, and that's just kind of what I did. But fortunately for me, it granted me a lot of flexibility in my schedule, and it prayed pretty decently. So I, I was pretty content doing that and just putting my effort into building my business. That's incredible that you were able to find a way to make both things, you know, work and then really eventually make that jump to earlier this gen- this year, January 2019, into being a full-time business owner with From the Ground Up Socks. When did you make that connection with Washington Trails Association? I made that connection with them of August of last year. Okay, so that was pretty early on. Yeah, it's pretty pretty recent. They're awesome. I shot them an email. I was like, "Hey, I'm creating huh. this sock company. I want to give you guys money." And usually when people say, oh, you want to give us money? Yeah, we'll we'll work with you. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, no, WTA, they're great. The work that they do is amazing. So we wanted to support them any way that we could. So your partnership with them started around August 2018. Mm -hmm. What is it the same thing now? Has it grown? Do you guys work together in different things? Have you done events? What is it like now? When we first became partners with them, we sponsored this event they host called Hikeathon, where it's... um, month of August, everybody who is participating in it just tracks their miles, uh, hiking miles. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's great. It raises funds for WTA. We're huge sponsors of it. We absolutely love it. We love the work that people put into it. And so at the end of every year, we donate what we've earned in the year to them. That's wild. Yeah. And it's cool that you've been able to do something obviously that you love, but also give back and it's environmentally friendly and you are giving back to an amazing organization and you've only been doing this for what, two years? About two years. Yeah. Like that's incredible to see what else you're going to do. Are you in stores yet? Yeah. So we do have some retail partners carrying us. I'm just going to give them a shameless plug right now. Go for it. You're allowed. You can go to the Sock Monster. It's an awesome sock shop in Wallingford. I love that story. Yeah, they're (laughs) awesome. They're an amazing company. The owner, Kelly, she's great. Definitely recommend going there. Another store you can pick us up at is Super Jock and Jill in Green Lake. Love Super Jock and Jill. Really awesome running shoe store. Greg's Cycle, all three of their locations uh, over in Green Lake, Linwood, and Bellevue. Uh, You can go to the Joe Chocolate Cafe in Pike Place. My really good friend started that company, so we kind of had an end with them. That's smart. Yeah. And then there's this really awesome shop in Ballard called Turntables and Trails. How do I not know this place? They're pretty small, but they're awesome. The guy who owns it, Spencer, he's a great guy. Um, They sell lightly used hiking gear and turntables. So it's a pretty awesome spot to go for those two things. That's incredible. The fun fact about Super Jock and Jill, my friend's grandma created the store. What? Years and years ago. She was a runner, and I believe her son was an Olympic runner, and she was just knew that there were no really good sneaker stores around here. And she launched it and she's a like she's badass her name is laurel and wow. she hangs out at the wallingford starbucks every morning oh wow she is the coolest laurel but, yeah i'll laurel, go say hi to her she's the best i know <laughs> she'll be your best friend how did you get an in obviously your friend is at joe's chocolate but mm-hmm. how did you start making these connections to get your products sold into stores literally just walk into the store it's yeah. not people aren't like get out of here mister you're no, creepy no. Well, i usually walk in and i'm like hi who does your buying <laughs> yeah i know so yeah i walk into the store people are usually receptive to that it's really great they are always looking for a new product that you know aligns with the values of their store as well so do you show up with like a briefcase and like open it up look at all these <laughs> yeah, things yeah walking with my jacket i got the socks lined <laughs> in there yeah well i'm sure business owners appreciate the face to face and not just someone firing off an email Oh, absolutely. I've sent off, I couldn't tell you how many emails I've sent off and never heard a response, but the amount of uh, turnover that I get from just sending emails out is like just so not worth doing. I'd rather just walk into the store and just say hi, introduce myself. Right. And I can understand if it's 
somewhere you can drive to. Yeah. If you're reaching out to people from all over the country, you're not right. going to show up to all of those. Yes. But if you can, why not? Absolutely. So from the ground up, where is your office? <laughs> so we actually don't have an office. Love it. I, I like to keep it that way. <laughs> I live here in Seattle. I live in Green Lake. So I operate everything out of my apartment. And because we sell to retail stores and we do all of our sales online, it's pretty easy for us to just kind of take care of everything through that. Do you ship on your own or do you have, yeah. so you're physically, it's you packaging and shipping the stock. So when people buy, yep. that's Get the personal so cool. touch from the founder. Okay. Yes. That is incredible. Thank you. You have people working for you now. Yes. How many total? So we have about five people working with us. Wow. Yeah. And they're, they're partners of mine. So, you know, we have a, a content collection team for our Instagram, our social media. They do all of our storytelling for the Which, brand is a whole nother job. Oh, it's incredibly important. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, fortunately there were two friends of mine. Uh, they have their own companies called Imaginite and they basically just do all this like media collection. The work they do is incredible. They're totally aligned with my values as being like Pacific Northwest lovers, important. outdoor enthusiasts, hikers, skiers, all that. So the content we get is really good. I know your Instagram does look great. So now Thank I know you. why you've got a badass team behind it. Yeah. So you've got them working on that. You have your friend, from University of Georgia, who designs it. Mm -hmm. Who else we got on the team? I have uh, my other partner. Her name is Demi Zenos, and she helps me out with the operations of the company. So she and I graduated from the UW together, worked together at that soccer team as well. Nice. And so she's kind of been with me at the start of this, you know, help keep my nose clean. She's very, very like meticulous, detail oriented, thinks very strategically. So She's definitely a good person to have in my corner. So she's the one that's like, no, Rami, we can't do that. Or we can't do it like that. Oh, yeah. She tells can... me no all the time. And I'm like, come on, please. She's yeah. like, no, rein me in. You so, need someone like that. Otherwise, definitely. God only knows what you would have done at this point. Yes. Your packaging is awesome. Thank you. So I love this. You've got right up front how much you get back to Washington Trails Association. You've got a thank you in there. There's a message from you, which is incredible. I'm assuming that first pair of socks you sold didn't come in this kind of packaging. No, definitely not. Yeah, no. <laughs> so how do you even, like, where do you even start? And like, okay, I need this packaging for my socks. Like, how do you do that? <laughs> uh, just go to the other stores and see what those other hiking socks are, are doing for their packaging. Yeah, I can tell you right now, like the amount of time, sweat equity, tears, arguments went into that design of that packaging. Countless. I mean, my hairline probably receded like six <laughs> inches, but <laughs> glad we did it. It really, it, it just pops off the shelf. That was the whole idea with that bright green Having all that information yeah. on the packaging, that took so much thought, so much attention. Even the way we word things, right? Just just like the wording on the packaging took so much time. It has to, though. You, ha you have to care about that kind of stuff. And Absolutely. I always say this, as, and as a business owner, you have to care about it because no one else will. Yes, 100%. And no, I don't mean the customers won't. I mean, no, no. it's yours. This Absolutely. is your baby. You have to care about it. I couldn't tell you how many people have shown this packaging and been like, yeah, look at all this amazing work I did. And they're like, cool, cool. Toss cool, it off I mean, the side. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. All cool. right. Just put so, on the socks. So thank you for asking about the packaging. No, I, I'm yeah. happy that I did that. <laughs> I love that it's also uh, made from recycled craft paper. It is. I'm a fan of that. Thank you. Also oh made God. in the U.S. <laughs> also love that. You're family, your parents, your friends, all of that. Has everyone been super supportive from the beginning? Are they like, Rami, socks? Really, dude? No, they've all been incredible. Cool. I mean, such a support system. It's And that's that's honestly like something I needed going through this because, yeah, it's a sock company. I'm not changing the world. I'm not, I'm not like... I mean, you might change the Washington Trails Association, which is great. Fingers crossed, you know, fingers crossed. But I'm not, you know, I'm not out here like curing cancer or anything. Yes. You know? So 
But I mean, A, people need socks. Yeah. People need good socks, especially mm-hmm. when they're getting out in the world totally. and doing amazing things and being active. And if you're not going to care about this, then who is? I say that all the time about the radio. I'm like, why am I stressed about this? I'm not doing brain surgery. But it's a job and someone's got to do it. And I love doing it. I'm helping someone in mm-hmm. some way. And I think it's important to be passionate and care about whatever you're doing that much, as much as a brain surgeon would. Absolutely. Maybe not as much on the line, <laughs> but as much. And no, absolutely right. Like I, I have such a passion for what I do and and it doesn't matter what the product is. Like obviously when I make the product, it's going to be top of its class. It's going to have to be the best product out there. But the passion that I put into it, the the alignment in my views that yeah. this product, this brand has, I mean, that's that's what drives me every day to do what I do. Yeah, if you like came in here and were like, oh, here's my socks and like threw them down, like I'm not going to care. Yeah. But you obviously, A, present it well. So you can't show up to everyone and be like, hey, here's my socks. Yeah. This is my company. This is awesome. But you've shown that with the packaging. You've put your passion into the little things and even Instagram, things like that. It's those things that people will judge you on right away. Mm -hmm. And if it's done well and done right and shows who you are and shows your brand, it's going to help you in the end. And I think... A plus on all that for you. So Thank you good so job much. there. You told me when we were first emailing that you have high goals for mm-hmm. your brand and your company. What are some of those goals? Well, I think the big thing that we want to do is become Washington's sock. When like people that. think of other big brands like Darn Tough, they think Vermont. When they think Smartwool, they think Colorado. Mm. When people think from the ground up, they're going to think Washington. I like that. And they're going to get that pride. To get to that point, obviously being on podcasts like this definitely helps, but also we're aiming for a deal with REI. I was going to say, yes. if we're going to make this happen, let's do it. I yes. want to help. How do I help? Please. Oh, help. <laughs> do I need to tweet REI? <laughs> yeah. If anybody out there knows anybody working at REI corporate, I would love to get an introduction. I might know somebody. Oh yeah. Okay. Might right. be able to make this happen. Cool. Let's do it. <laughs> Hopefully. Cause I just said it on the podcast. So we'll see. <laughs> you said it. So it's, it's, long. it's happening. And yes. I do, I want people to uh, follow you on Instagram. It's F T G U socks. And then your website is F T G U socks.com. So you can support, you can wear these socks even if you're not in Washington. Totally. Which oh, is we exciting. Have, we have people all over the U S wearing our socks. I like, it's so crazy. Cause I've had the biggest struggle with ski socks over the last nine years of my ski career. Oh, and yeah. I am so excited to wear these now. Oh, these will be great for you. I can't wait. Yeah. I got to go right now. So have you got them. <laughs> I know. I, seriously. Thank you. Yes. You mentioned earlier that you minored in entrepreneurship. Yep. Is that what it was at UW? How much has that actual schoolwork helped you now as a business owner? I have to say that the entrepreneurship program at UW is one of the best in the world. And the reason I say that is because it doesn't go into book learning. It puts you into real life experiences. So there was this one class that I took. It was called Creating a Company. And it's taught by a serial entrepreneur. Wow. Not a, not a professor, not somebody who just got thrown into a program. It's somebody who's done this, has started companies. He started five very successful multi-million dollar companies. And he sits there and he coaches you. And he's there for you for any sort of questions you have. The course works like a two-quarter system. The first quarter, you come up with an idea for a business. You form teams. You put together um, uh, a pitch deck and you actually pitch your product to a board of investors at the end of the quarter. Uh, you ask for real capital. Wow. And if they like your product, they actually give you real money no. to start your business. What yeah. was your product in the class? So I was making these uh, study aid necklaces called study scents. Yeah, they basically emit like a scent oh. that you can smell while you're studying. And it's supposed to help with memory recall. So this class was kind of like Shark Tank. Totally. 
Oh my god. 100% like Shark Tank. I want to go take this minor <laughs> yeah. at UW. It's great. It's smart, I think, for anyone, even if you know what career you want, like no matter what, this is your end goal, but you never know. You mm-hmm. like look at your situation. Yeah. You never know. 10 years your life could be different. 20 years, 30 years. Hey, we're working for a lot of years at this point now. You never know when you're going to want your own business and that is like everyone should minor in that. Absolutely. I wish that I did. It's a life skill. It's not something that you can just be like, "Oh, whatever. I just took this and I'm good." It's something that you are going to take with you for the rest of your life and it just builds a nice foundation for you going forward. Clearly. The cool thing is a lot of really successful companies have actually come out of this class. For instance, Joe Chocolate The guy who started Joe Chocolate, my buddy Sam, was in the class with me when he started the business. And now they're carried nationwide in REIs, in Nordstrom E-bars, and they have an awesome cafe down in the heart of Pike Place Market. the place in Seattle. The guy's 26. He's my age. And he has his own, like, million-dollar company. So then... This obviously this podcast is not about Joe Chocolate, but my right. question is, what then in that class that was so what was so great to investors and why was a chocolate company? Like why did it rise to the top? I think that it was not only the product of it being artisanal chocolate with mm-hmm. espresso beans in them. So it's caffeinated dark chocolate. Yes. It's, it's like an amazing trail snack. It gets you like two cups of coffee in a bag. But I think it was also the entrepreneur behind it. Sam was, he's an incredible person. He had like just a really good head on his shoulders uh, in that class. And I remember like meeting him and I was like, you know what? I should probably become friends with this guy. So I think that a lot of investors really do buy into the entrepreneur. They oh, buy absolutely. into that person, like the passion behind the product, right? The product is what it is. Like it's going to be a great product. But if you're a passionate entrepreneur, that's what people are going to invest in because you know how to take it to that next level. Yeah, passion has been a huge theme for this podcast. But I remember going back when I was in college, my professor in journalism telling me, or our whole class, you're never going to get anywhere in this career if you're not passionate about what you're doing because you're not going to do it for the money. You Mm -hmm. have to do it for the passion behind journalism and media overall. And it's true, I mean, in anything really. But if you're passionate behind whatever your side hustle, main hustle, whatever it is, it will be successful or successful enough for you to grow or move on to something else. Absolutely. And passion is huge. I'm really glad that you did say that because there's so many people who message me and it's like, I want to start a side hustle, but I don't know what. And I'm like, well, I a, can't give you a random company to start. And B, it's got to be something you care about. Find totally. that thing that you truly love that you will work day and night for or maybe just night while you have your day job mm-hmm. and then throw all of your energy into that. And sometimes money, which I'm assuming you had to invest money in your company at first. And a lot of people don't want to do that. I'm terrified every day because my actual money is tied into the business, but it's also what drives me to continue to do it. That's what drives the passion too. Yeah. You know, it's like my actual cash is tied into this. It's, so, it's kind of a big deal. It is. It is. So I definitely agree with you. I think passion is a huge thing. I think you said another thing earlier about how you shouldn't get into it for the money. Mm-hmm. You're not going to make money for a long time. You know, you want to put that money right back into growing your business. People who really succeed and entrepreneurs who really succeed are the ones who do it for the passion and for the ability to have that freedom, the freedom to do things your way. The money's going to come. Don't worry about it. Right. But focus on that freedom. That's what drives a passion behind an entrepreneur. Yeah. And a lot of times you can't buy that freedom at all. Like just making your own decisions and just running within and having this company and, and caring about it. It's just you can't. You can't get that in the corporate world. And it's worth not making money for a little bit. Absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. So I got a message from someone who realized there was a question I've never asked anyone who's ever been on this podcast. And mm-hmm. they were inquiring for their own uh, life and what they were about to do. 
what, as a side hustler who doesn't have a full-time job in a corporate world, how do you have health insurance? <laughs> that is a great question. Very adult question. So um, I actually have been thinking a lot about this lately. So I'm 25. My birthday is in a month. Basically mm. means at the end of December, I have no health insurance. Happy New Year's. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so I've been doing a lot of research into this and I found that Washington actually has a state-funded healthcare system called AppleCare. Which I love. It's great, isn't it? It's called Apple I know, Care. I know. <laughs> it's the same idea, though. Yeah. As, as our product, Apple Care. Totally. It's yeah. Take care help. of yourself. Yeah. Take care you of your go. iPhone. Take care of yourself. <laughs> if you make under a certain uh, salary uh, every year, then I think you qualify for it. It's definitely worth looking into. It gets you that basic coverage that you yeah. need. And then, you know, if you're still not really paying yourself a ton from your business, go pick up a job as a server. Go pick a like a random part-time job up, something that doesn't require much mental energy, but just like something that's going to be able to cover your bills. Well, and the cool thing about being a server, which I remember this when I was interning, the people talk to you always. And it's like, oh, what? It, well, they see that you're young or whatever. It's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, well, I'm interning at a radio station in New York City because that's what I want to do. And you ha- start having this rapport with people. And A, it's just good human communication. But if you have a side hustle, you can slowly <laughs> pitch it to people and be like, oh, I have this sock company. Do you hike a lot? Most likely, yes, because you live in Washington. Mm-hmm. You should, you know, I do this on the side and it's great. It's it's just free marketing. There's people in and out all day. All day. And you never know who that person might be to make you get your next break. I think the biggest thing I remember, hometown boy Chris Pratt <laughs> uh, was working at a restaurant uh, in Hawaii when he met the, uh, I think it was like the, the manager, his manager. Basically got him into an acting role. Wow. So, I mean, like, go work at a restaurant job. You never know who you're going to meet. It's the number one networking tool. And it makes you cash on the side. It's a great win. I have a friend, Tatum, who she was my first guest on this podcast. She started her own magazine called This Is Magazine. She has the hardest time, kind of, I, terrible word, but bragging about what she does. <laughs> she, it's often her husband that's like, oh, my wife started her own magazine. She she is like it's the last thing she will talk about. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to get her to be better at it. Do you have that issue? Or are you just like, hey, check out my sock? <laughs> um, I have been like toying around with it a while. Like when I first started, I was like, yeah, I have a sock company. It's so cool. And then I realized <laughs> people are like, OK, dope. And I'm like, OK, cool. So I kind of <laughs> refined how I uh, talk about what I do. Some people ask what I do. I just tell them I'm like, oh, I'm self-employed. They're like, oh, what do you do? I'm like. Well, I have my own hiking sock company. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then they kind of ask more of questions course. about it. And that's when you can open up about it. But Yeah, I wouldn't start knocking on doors. Yeah, I know, no. Yeah, they're like, all right, sweet. Thanks for letting me know about your sock business. Yeah, yeah. But you have to be proud of what you're you doing. You do, absolutely. And I think, like, tell as many people as you possibly can about what you're doing. Because, again, you never know who you're going to meet. You never know who's going to help you out. You never know where, where your brand could go from there. So. so, speaking of telling people everywhere you've got... Mm-hmm. A lot of, um, I guess, would this be promo material? Yes. So you've got two completely different pamphlets mm-hmm. that explain what. So this one looks like one that you mail. Yes. And then this one is where do you put this other one that explains what the company is? We give this to all of our retail partners. Okay. It's a marketing card. Basically, tells a quick story about the brand and why you should pick our brand up and how you support small business by doing so. So okay, so marketing partners, you're not like leaving this out places for random people to find it and be like, oh, what is this? Oh, no, no, I, I, I don't want to be a litterer. I was going to say, so. <laughs> yeah, you got Good call, because yeah. then it'd be completely opposite of everything that you're doing. Totally, totally. That's awesome. Yeah, no, that's, those are reserved for our retail partners. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. 
So you and I connected through someone else who has been on this podcast. Mm -hmm. And I love talking about connections. And you've clearly, you've made that very clear that that's also important to you and talking with people. So David, who was on this podcast earlier this year, uh, he is the creator of Rainier Watch, Mm -hmm. a local company that it started as an Instagram account, which I love. And it was just sharing pictures of Mount Rainier. Yeah. And he ended up starting to sell merch, which is incredible. How did the two of you connect? We got connected on Instagram. Why does this keep happening? Because it's the best networking tool. Yeah. Isn't it? It's wild. And that's how I found David also because I accidentally tagged Rainier Watch instead of Mount Rainier National Park. There you go. And that's how we met. And then you you two, I feel like, are very aligned in what you're doing because he's also giving back and you're local to Washington and outdoors and mm-hmm. people who care about the environment. What did you two do to connect right away? Uh, so we actually did a joint giveaway on social media. At the time, I think his uh, Instagram account was at like 7,000 followers. Mine was at an abysmal 100. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, he kind of put us on uh, and it really got us uh, got us on the market with like his, his uh, followers. It got us some sales online, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, we did a giveaway. I gave away a pair of our Cascade Range socks. He promoted us the entire week and it was amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's cool to connect with people who are like-minded. It's cool to connect with people who maybe are in a completely different realm that you are in as a business at all. But it makes sense that you guys are aligned. And I want to see more of that because I Definitely. love that the two of you are together because it, it really is perfect. Definitely. And I am a fan of all the designs, but I really, the Mount Rainier socks might be my fave. I know. And you've know. got, is this the coordinates of Mount Rainier on them? Yep. So each pair has different coordinates for all the different places. Mm -hmm. Do you ever plan on doing socks for other states or are you just going to stick with Washington? Yeah, no, we're definitely planning on other state socks as well. Like I said, with that big REI deal that we're trying to land, you know, if they carry us regionally, we'll be able to hyper-target each store and create different mountain designs for those specific spots. So there's people from all over who listen to this podcast. So Mm -hmm. if you get a lot of people from one specific state, I feel like you have to make that one first. Absolutely. Okay, so... Oh, everybody buy socks Come right on now. in. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to the shop. FTGUSocks.com. Go, go, go. Yeah. Okay. So one, one quick thing I'd actually want to say is um, we did sponsor, we have sponsored um, PCT Hikers, the Pacific Crest Trail. Nice. Uh, and Appalachian Trail over on the East Coast because we did want to test out the sock durability at first. Well, yeah, because that's yeah. quite the hike. Yeah. So we got reached out to initially by this girl. Her name is Julia Sheehan. She started hiking the Appalachian Trail. It's a 2,200 mile stretch of, tra- of trail, really rugged terrain. She just loved our brand. And she wanted to pick up a pair of our socks for her hike. She wore our Cascade socks. I think she had like three or four pairs the entire way. And they held up amazingly, wow. like no blisters. They didn't wear down. They, they totally held up and, and they lasted the entire length of the trail. Same thing with our PCT hikers. That's when I realized we had a pretty good yeah. product. Yeah. So I was like, all right, like, thank you for that. So there might be some PCT socks or okay. Appalachian Trail socks coming on the way, but I didn't right. say that. Yeah. That's good to know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so one last pitch mm-hmm. on why people need to support from the ground up and why do they need to shop from the ground up? Like I said, we're a small business. We're based right here in Seattle, Washington. We are creating these high-performance and stylish socks that feature your local mountains on them. Uh, we give back to the trails that we hike on because we do believe that protecting the trails that we hike is at the forefront of what we do. These are great socks for you, for friends, for family. They're cozy. They're thermoregulating. Uh, so you can wear them in the summer. You can wear them in the winter. Your foot won't sweat. Ooh. It won't get blisters and it won't be cold. Awesome. So yeah, pick up a pair of From the Ground Up socks. You can use the discount code FIRST for your first order. It gets oh, 10% cool. off your socks. That's, that's my spiel. 
I'm a fan of that. Thank you. And I don't know when people are going to listen to this podcast because it's podcasting, so you never know. But the holidays are coming up. Mm -hmm. These are actually cool socks to give and get for the holidays. It's not like the ones that your aunt used to get you. Like, yeah. (laughs) Well, not you. I don't know what your aunt used to get you, but you know, whatever. But (laughs) these are cool socks to give anyone in your life because they are badass. So, yes. Rami, thank you for being here. Appreciate it very much. Thank you so much, Carla Marie. I really appreciate it. So you can support Rami. It's ftgusocks.com. Get it for From the Ground Up. And it's ftgusocks on Instagram. So support him. Show him your love. Get someone cool socks for Christmas. Don't get them ugly socks for Christmas. You can always rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to it. You can also subscribe to it, whether it's iTunes, our iHeartRadio app, wherever you listen, you can subscribe so you'll get updates. Thank you for being here. I appreciate it. Until next week, keep hustling. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.